and welcome back to the newest episode of Ian Hates Movies. My name is Ian, and coming live via Skype again is... Kelly! Yay! Yay! I really should get sound effects. And we can just yeah, do... I was actually looking at mixer boards, I'm not going to lie, just so I can steal shit and put stuff in and be annoying like that. Well, I always do enjoy... I mean, I got my start doing Shock Jock Radio, so might as well just continue on with the podcast as well. True. Yeah. yeah. So, Add a little bit more flair to it. Sorry, go ahead. Add a little bit more flair to it. You know what? That is what I was worried the podcast was missing. More flair. Flair. Yep. Yeah. So why don't you, well, here's some flair. Why don't you tell everyone the shirt that you're wearing in honor of this 80s style themed uh, movie well, we're going to talk about. I'm not giving this movie any credit for the shirt I'm wearing whatsoever. You're just happy I'm not wearing one of my 30 Star Wars shirts. That's, that's how this is working out. Uh, I'm wearing my <laughs> I Am Your Density shirt. Nice little throw over to Back to the Future, an amazing 80s movie. Yep. I'm Your Density is a great line. And I do love that movie. You know, at some point we could do all three Back to the Future movies, or maybe the first two. Um, why can't we do the best Western of all time? I don't understand. Whew. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's right up there with Wild Wild West. I mean, come on. It's a great Western. I'm trying to think of any good Westerns. Um, <laughs> it's way up there with um, <clears throat> Million Ways to Die in the West. Oh, there you go. Uh there you go. I'll give you that one. Um, oh, City Slickers. Another amazing Western. Oh, that's true. All right. I'll give you that. All right. Well, hey, wait, wait. We're getting off track again. Uh, maybe we should go ahead since we've already kind of done the intro. It is Ian Hates Movies. Uh, let's tell everyone what movie we watched. Uh, it's Turbo Kid. And everyone, it came out in 2015. You can see it on Netflix now. Um, Kelly, I'm assuming you also saw it on Netflix. I did. Yeah, I, I've been, this is one of those movies that I've been waiting to see for a long time, so I was kind of counting down. I think Kelly just rolled her eyes on Skype, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> well, look, it's not my fault that you didn't do any research before you started watching the movie. Oh, okay, right. Let's blame this on me. All I can say is I heard Turbo, and I'm like, oh my god, I love that snail movie. I'm so excited! Which actually got better reviews. Wait a second. How? Wait, what was Turbo's Rotten nope. Tomatoes? Um, I have it at 6.5 with over 60,000 reviews on IMDb. Well, now, my so, new Turbo Kid did get 6.6, yes. but that was only out of 11,000 reviews. Well, that's why it's so special that we're doing this review right now. Yay! Yay! Although I, I have a feeling that your review and my review are going to cancel each other out. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you not have the Rotten Tomatoes? For Rotten Tomatoes for Turbo Kid, it's 88%. Out of how many? In a, out of what? Oh, I don't, I don't do that. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm not changing the rules of Rotten Tomatoes. I'm just telling you the percentage is what everyone <laughs> goes by. It's like... It's like how this podcast this podcast is probably like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes because one person reviewed it. And that's fine, even if it was my mom. Like, that's okay. Yeah, okay, that's fair. All right. So, anyway. as you can tell, Kelly and I have differing opinions on this movie. But let's, let's do the background a little bit. We just told you the Rotten Tomatoes and everything like that. So, it came out in 2015, limited release, but it did win some real awards, right? Oh, did it? Yeah. 
uh, Sun uh, Sundance. If you want to definitely uh, p uh, pimp this thing out, feel free, because I did not look into it really whatsoever. This is all you. All right. Well, wait. I'll go back. I didn't have that pulled up. Let me let me just give you the basics. So it's an hour and thirty three minutes. It's under action sci-fi thriller or so. It's not horror. It's not anything like that. Even though Kelly would have you believe otherwise. Uh, the tagline. <laughs> the tagline is in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. A comic book fan dons the persona of his favorite hero to save the enthusiastic friend and fight a tyrannical overlord. Does that not sound about right? So, by what you mean by tagline is this is the synopsis because the tagline is coming soon to a wasteland near you. Oh, sorry. See, I told you I'm not industry guy. I just I I don't know the terms. I just know good we'll movies, there. Kelly. I know good <laughs> movies that I love, and I know bad movies that I hate. That's right. Yeah, that's just the way it is. <laughs> All right, hold on. I have to take a sip of this drink. Hold on one second. All right, so I'll fill this in a little bit. So I will give it this. It's got great graphics for the intro and outro to do the whole throwback 80s feel. Not bad, but something I can also do in Photoshop. <laughs> Same thing with fanfill graphics for any of their apocalyptic wasteland. Also, thank you very much for Photoshop. Yay, Dreamweaver. Well, well they, did, they did the opening, came up with the, uh, I think it's Epic Studios, and it was very, once right away, synth. Synth all over the place. So you knew you were in for a ride. And then it even said number one laser disc uh, distributor or something like that. Right. Yeah. So you know you're in. You're ready for the '80s. But hold on. Before we get that, we've skipped ahead a little bit. Let's go over the cast. At least the the two main people for the cast, because I don't know some of them. Uh, so let's start with the main character. His name the is kid. simply the kid. Yep. You don't actually hear any other name for him. That's Monroe Chambers. Uh, and we have a theme running in Ian hates oh, movies. Okay. Interesting Degrassi scene you seem to have picked up. I there. know. It's every single movie, at least the podcast, I have been talking at least about Degrassi in some form. So I thought he did a great job in this movie, but we'll get to that. Uh, then you had uh, Lawrence LeBeau. Is that how you say it? Yes. Yeah. Now, I don't know her. I've never seen her in anything. No. Um, the only thing that she actually did uh, uh, some... Uh, walk-on roles for being human but it was the american version so i actually haven't seen it oh wait okay. i did see her then she played a younger version of one of the cast members yep. right yeah, yeah okay yeah so that was right it's just a walk-on uh she wasn't in that many and she plays apple yep and then we have someone that i haven't heard of for a while uh michael ironside and now don't tell me go ahead oh how far have you fallen uh from one of the greatest movies of all time, Starship Troopers, I guess. Come on, when he... <laughs> uh, what, what was his line? Come on, apes, do you want to live forever? Come on, that's fucking fantastic. No, 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 and uh, we're not talking Starship Troopers here. We're not going to get on that. You're not going to win me over because he did a good movie a while back. He also did 700 episodes of ER as a, as a returning doctor, too, but that doesn't. that's not going to save me from this movie where he plays... What, what, a deranged Mad-Eye movie slash, uh, what is it? Uh, Zeus? The, the, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the names for this are great, too. Because the next person has no lines in this movie whatsoever. Um, Edwin Wright, and I don't know him from any movies either, but he plays Skeletron. 
And I thought that's one of the greatest names I've ever heard in a movie. So, just saying. So you're talking about the character... Oh, yeah, no. Edwin Wright was actually um, another non-speaking character in Underworld. Oh. And he also did um, voiceover work for King Kong. Lovely. Yep. But um, I will say this. Um, very interesting costumes in this movie. I'm not really sure. I, he, he, all I can say is he reminded me of one of my favorite games way back when, of uh, Banjo and Kazooie. Oh, sure. He, he did an amazing mumbo-jumbo. It, it was a beautiful costume for that. I can agree with that. That's a. We'll see if anyone gets that reference. <laughs> possibly. Possibly. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm, never... Go ahead. All right. So, and our last one is Cowboy, but he's apparently named Frederick. I don't remember actually ever hearing him talk in the movie. And that's Aaron Jeffrey. Um, he actually was in um, X-Men Wolverine Origins way back when they did the throwback of how... Logan realizes his his powers. He's the brother. Right, right. That's about it. Oh, and then he does obviously a lot of stuff uh, out of New Zealand. And I have one more guy, um, Romano Arzari, and he played Bagu. Right. And I thought his character was very good. So that's that's it. And I don't know him from anywhere either. So really, I only know two of these people really. Right, but even then, it's not. I mean, it's really the main one who's going to have the most recognition is going to be uh, Michael, who played Zeus. Or Monroe from Degrassi. Yeah, I think Michael's <laughs> a little bit more recognizable. But maybe, okay. maybe, maybe. All right, so there we go. So now you know, uh, you know, you can put a little faces if you if you look anyone up. Uh, and then we go into the '80s synth as we as we spoke of, and we open on the apocalyptic world, which we had talked about last week. That's what you know. It's a post-apocalyptic uh, world. And you see a guy on a bike, and there's a voiceover. So it's yeah, very 80s already. Two, no, no, no. Q Terminator 2, um, intro, just a wandering road, ominous voice of, oh, dear God, the world has ended, and the apocalypse has happened. But they still have BMX bikes. So it can't be that bad. True. Yeah. So now I'm going to take a step back and do something that I haven't done before on this podcast. And I would really like to sing it. But I was told I had bronchitis, so I'm not going to. Cough but, out. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, you see, you see the kid, and he is scavenging. He's got a, a pretty sweet ass helmet on, uh, pretty colorful, nice, and he's got a sword, which I also or a slash machete, whatever you want to call it. And he's scavenging around, and he finds a Rub- Rubik's cube, of course, because it's it's actually the '90s in this movie. But everything is kind of based on the 80s here. He finds a Rubik's Cube. He drops it. It falls on the ground. He looks up, and there are some uh, heads on spikes. So right away, you know, you know, some shit's going down in this movie, right? At least we can say that. Right. I mean, it gives you a little bit more of the feeling of where this is going. Yeah. So he's a little freaked out. He writes in his journal. Kind of he's got a map going of where he should and should not go. Uh, what would you say his age is in this movie? Uh, when he's talking or just walking around? Because it goes from 11 to 16 through most of the movie. You really can't tell what the maturity level is there. It is a little tough. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, um, we'll say. Yeah. 17-year-old, but clearly not a developed maturity level. And it makes sense because it seems he's probably alone and not getting any real guidance or anything. So. Right. So, as soon as he leaves, they, they set this opening. You kind of know where the movie is going. 
they cut to a classic 80s move, which is showing him ride his bike and the awesome, awesome 80s rock song comes on with the high squealing guitar and the synth in the background. And I would just like to, I would normally sing this, but I would like to read you the lyrics of this song as he's going home into his underground bunker. Now, I didn't tell Kelly I was going to do this. So, Kelly, you ready for this? I'm so excited. All right, here we go. I really wish I could sing this, but I'm not, I'm not even going to bother with that. You're taking a chance, risking it all for the thrill of a moment. Taking a stand, you ain't going to fall. You've always known it because there's a thunder in your heart. <laughs> I can't even get sorry. I couldn't get through it. There's a thunder in your heart. Every move is like a lightning. There's the power you feel when you get your taste of the glory. There's a fire going to start. And you know and you know they're going under. You can light the dark when they hear your heart of thunder. Now, fuck yeah. I mean, you can't get any better than an opening song than that. Like, name me one. You can't tell me that stupid Star Wars song is better than that. You just can't. You can't compare instrumental to a rock song anyway, though. Plus, it's, it's, it's completely different. I can do Unless whatever I want. There's references in here because you can't believe how many things I kept seeing. Speaking of him and his helmet, hmm, wandering scavenger, hmm, alone, hmm, hello, Ray. But okay, continue on. Okay, first of all, the kid could beat the shit out of Ray at any point. And this storyline has way more substance to it than, than Star Wars would ever have. Put that as a tagline. I would like to see that as a tagline on this movie. So... Had to do that. Had to do that part. So you find out he is living in an underground bunker. And right. he seems to be pretty much alone. He's collecting things. He has a bunch of duct tape. Uh, he puts two hammers together so he has a weapon. And he collects flamingos because there's a there's a poster of uh, Paradise. So I think he's just trying to recreate. I mean, it makes sense. You know, he's playing, a, uh, he's playing an old cassette uh, recorder. Like all that kind of stuff. Like he's rocking out. Right. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, no, it's, but, you know, and then it's it's obviously it's it's also showing um, his aesthetic. It's showing what is important to him and stuff like that. And before you get the reveal of his favorite comic book character, which is Turbo Rider. Right. Not to be confused with Jingle All the Way Turbo Man. Yeah, I, I got a little. I mean, they're both wearing almost a similar costume, right? Yeah. Well, that or it's a nice little throwback to Metroid. That could be. Yeah, he does look a little bit like Metroid when he's, yeah, well, yeah, we're skipping ahead. Yeah, I forgot. We probably should say spoiler alert because this kind of review, we're going through the entire movie. So, I mean, we didn't ruin anything so far. There are, yeah, there are a few twists in this movie and I don't know. And I'll ask Kelly, did you, did you see those coming? This this incredibly predictable movie where you know where it's going. Yes, I kind of did see some stuff coming. Okay. All right. Well, you just let me know when we get to a part where you're like, oh, all right, that's a part that I was thinking about. Oh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So he gets his collection, and he basically goes to, I guess if you want to play the Star Wars thing, he basically goes to that bar where they're all the weirdos, and he turns in his uh, junk that he found for some water. And for Rations. little trinkets. Yeah, rations, basically. Uh, and that's where you meet Bagu. And he seems like a nice guy. He seems like a guy who's probably been not taking care of him, but like treating him fairly throughout his life where it looks like he's alone. 
Right. Yeah, that'd be it. I would say that'd be an accurate, you know, way to look at it. And there you also meet Frederick, the cowboy, and he is an arm wrestling champion, apparently. And in their setup, they put on each side of their arms a brand that is completely heated up. So when your hand goes back, you know you lost because your your palm is getting or the back of your hand is getting branded. True. So pretty much it's Crocodile Dundee um, wrestles the villain from uh, Temple of Doom. It's what it is. Yeah, the guy's wearing like a bird skull on his head. The other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, but it's classic '80s music comes on in the background again. Whenever there's a shift in scenery or something, it's that kind of synth pop. You know, that kind of stuff comes on. So I think they did a really good job with the soundtrack. That'd be my opinion. And I'm not a nostalgic guy, so I mean, I was barely alive in the '80s, anyways. So, I mean, what are you? What are you gonna do? Yeah, that's true. No, out of everything in this movie, I did like the music. Um, that's about it. So, so it's, yeah. it's like the opposite of last week when we watched the final girls, where you didn't right. care about the soundtrack at all, but you were okay with the movie. I mean, I, I, I swayed your opinion by the end. You loved it. Um, no, but I absolutely would would you know wear fan memorabilia from the last movie if we're gonna do one against the other type of a deal i'm getting the feeling that even though it is the ian hates movies podcast that since kelly has been so nice to watch movies to review that i'm probably gonna have to let her choose a movie at some point i think that's what she's getting at by her very very nonchalant review of this movie I'm trying to be good. I'm not saying you're doing poorly. I'm just I'm setting it up for the audience that at some point I might have yeah. to watch a really he'll, bad movie. Be on the field that he'll be like, "Fuck," and I'll be like, "Yep." Yeah. Watching it, it. If you see us watch a Disney movie or some shit like that, then you know I had no choice in that matter. I was paying back my favor to Kelly. <laughs> Basically, that's. Well, it'll be so much worse than Disney. You have no idea. I don't do musicals uh, unless it's something South Park related. That's fair. Okay. Yep. Uh, I will never ever be notebooked. That that is not. Ew, I don't I, know I, well, I didn't think that was you either. I'm just I'm letting the audience know as well. Like that is you know people can send suggestions in of what movie and all that kind of stuff or or TV series or whatnot that they like me to talk about. But there are certain movies that I have to say. No, just I can't. Like I couldn't watch. I couldn't watch fucking Grease live on the weekend. I couldn't do it. I just. I think I flipped over once, and I got so many douche chills that I had to turn up the heat. I, I just. I couldn't take it. it, Wait, it so, so you're saying High School Musical is it's out? We're not doing High School Musical. Damn it! I don't know. I'm a huge fan of Zach Braff. Or no. Oh shit! It's Zach Efron. <laughs> Look, hey, if you want to watch Scrubs episodes, I'm all up. I'm all up for that. That's fine. But no, Zac Efron. Zach Efron. I mean, I can pull out Chicken Little. I mean, that's a classic too, Disney. Uh, you kind of faded out there. The robotic noise came. What was that? I said, well, if we're going to do Zach Braff, then of course we got to watch some Chicken Little, one of Disney's first cracks at computer-generated animation without Pixar. Was that awesome? It's not bad. Putty's <laughs> in it, and that's what I care about. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, Zach... Anyway, F- Yeah, back. we need to stop talking about all these Zachs. 
All right, so where do we leave off now? He he's left he's left the uh, the bar, he's left the bar, and you find out that uh, Frederick the cowboy, his brother, has been taken by someone. So you can tell he's pissed off, and then the kid leaves. You know, go about his business because they're not friends or anything. They just I don't even think they know each other. I mean, he knows him. I guess everyone knows yep. the cowboy. He's undefeated right, arm wrestler. Yeah. Yeah, so, right. you know, the kid goes home and it cuts to where you meet Zeus, you meet uh, you meet the tyrannical leader of the wasteland, and he is missing an eye, and he's bald, and he's basically, it looks like, leading a fight club, or some shit, that's what it looks like. So, Deacon from Underworld, okay, continue. Pretty much. So, I guess his brother did kill some people in the fight. But it looks like they're going to kill him anyways. So, yeah. So, and he mentions the brother as well because apparently that's who he's been after, I guess. But I don't know. I don't know why. I think he's just the ruler of the wasteland and doesn't like it that anyone else strong is known, maybe. So, you're saying they didn't really give you any good character background or any reason to care about any of these characters? Hmm, Interesting. Oh, come on. Are you telling me you didn't care about the kid and you didn't care about Apple? No. Aww. Uh, no, Apple. Oh, let's not let's not get the Apple yet. I have. Oh my god. Well, I think it's it's a robot, Ritalin slash Dory. Like it's just that annoying. She's gonna run around in circles, and I just I'd want to stab you in the face. That's not. You're not friendly. <laughs> you're annoying as shit. Well, here. I mean, we're we we're there. Uh, uh, Props, amazing gem costume. Did love the gem costume. And after whatever studio ruined uh, the remake of Gem, I mean, this is the closest you're going to get to something. So, right, yeah. true, absolutely true. All right, so they cut away from Zeus. You know he's a bad guy. That's that's what you need to know, right? And then they go ahead and you do meet Apple for the first time. Uh, the kid is sitting on a swing in a park, and he's reading a Turbo Kid that the, um, what's his name, that Bagu gave him as a little extra. So he's reading the comic book, he's reading it out loud, and all of a sudden Apple is right next to him, in the swing next to him. He has no idea where she came from, and he's fucking freaked out. And she right, does, yeah, go psychotic ahead. Psychotic, waving in the wind, pretty, pretty big there. And I think your your portrayal of her was very accurate. She is gem basically with like really really blonde hair like bleach blonde hair right yeah now i found her quirkiness adorable i did not find it annoying or anything like that because i'm a human being and i have feelings and emotions so i enjoyed (laughs) i enjoyed apple's character especially her eyes were pretty crazy yeah see that's just it Guys love this. They're clearly, like the crazy is just written right across them, and they're like, "No, this could be fun." And well, then look, you wonder why it ends so horribly poorly. We're not doing Ian loves relationship podcasts, but I think you probably know that most crazy is attracted to me, so it makes That's perfect not, sense. It's just described. Yeah, <laughs> and to like that, it makes it like perfect. So, I, yeah, I totally get it. So he's freaked out. He's freaked out as he should be. Uh, she says they're friends, and she puts basically a swatch on him. That's a tracking right. device. 
but it is yeah, cool. Yeah. It's it's one of those snap. Bracelets. Yeah, snap yeah, bracelets. <laughs> yeah, which is great. You know, they're they're still keeping with the '80s thing. So she goes over to tell her friend in quotes that she's going off with him, uh, and it turns out to be a dead guy on the ground. Right. And I I like that. I thought that was pretty funny. So he's freaked out and he leaves on his BMX bike and she turns around. And she's like, "Oh, he's gone." Yeah. yeah. Where are you going? Yeah, where are you going? So he makes it all the way back to his bunker. He tries to take the bracelet off. It like electrocutes him, gives him a zap. He gets knocked out. You already know it's a tracking device. So when he awakes, she's there giving him breakfast food. Right. Making breakfast in his little hideaway. Yep. And his hideaway is pretty nice, too. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I personally, uh, if we're going to do kids' hideaways, I enjoyed the, the knocked-over truck from Jurassic 3, but it works for an 80s throwback-esque, early 90s-era tree fort thing. So you want to talk bad movies? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Jurassic 3? Yeah. <laughs> Jurassic 2? Yeah, exactly. Uh, New Jurassic? Who actually had a story. Jurassic 3 was pretty much run away from the dinosaurs, which I, you know, I can embrace that. That's Wait, fine. What was what was the one from 2? What was the story two. from 2? Two? 2 is awesome. 2 is let's destroy San Diego. How can you not love that? I was I was young enough in that movie but still knew that when his daughter who had been talking about quitting gymnastics decided to do her fucking gymnastics routine and kick a velocis <laughs> Velociraptor. <laughs> I want to say Velocisaurus. A Velociraptor out a fucking window. I wanted to take someone's gun and shoot myself in the face. You talk, Vince Vaughn was amazing in that movie. <sighs> there, that's my impression of Vince Vaughn in that movie. <sighs> the dinosaurs, they're about to get us and stuff. They made me do this. Uh, it's a contractual obligation. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. All right. Oh, and I just like that all the. They were no longer apparently sponsored by Ford. Thank you, Mercedes off-roading vehicles. Hello. We got to step it up on the sequel, right? Absolutely. Better sponsorship. It's like in Scream 2. They say you always got to go bigger on the sequel. It's just the way it is. Now, this movie is not big budget. And Kelly's probably rolling her eyes and like, oh, I'm so shocked. Uh, But... It is worth saying, but I didn't think that they did a bad job. I think it does very well to go with the corny 80s-ness of the movie. No, and the problem is, is they actually probably had a size budget, but if they didn't spend any of it on blood packs and gore, they probably would have made a much better movie and would have had, I don't know, more than three scene locations. Well, why? So, I guess, so, you know, spoiler alert for everybody, this movie gets gory. We haven't got... Extremely yeah. graphic. Extremely graphic, but we had talked, and you know, we might as well even talk about this again. It's not, it's not torture porn. It's not hostels, and we talked about this last week. It's not hostels. It's not the Green Inferno remake. It's not any of that shit. Like everyone in that movie should be ashamed of themselves for, right. like, they are just doing things to get the gross-out reaction from people. This is not that type. This is going back to those what you would expect an actual laser gun in the 80s to have done to people. Do you know what I mean? I think I think that's what they're going for. 
No, that's just it, though. And there's nothing wrong with obviously having violence in an action film. My problem is, is that they decided to make every other scene to this point overly graphic. And because they did that, they kind of made all the scenes like you see one fight scene, you kind of know what he's going to do in every single other one versus having, I don't know, just three good fight scenes. Well, they like, made why, it. Oh, God, Sorry. Why is that even necessary? I mean, you can still show like and you don't have to show it either. Like you can always do like the pan away and do the split. Like why? What you like to show it is a bitch to set up from a uh, from a uh, directing standpoint to get that right and to get it to look not as hokey. But I know that they were going for the 80s hokey. But even then, like it's overdone 30 minutes in. And I'm like, really, we're still doing this gag like it's not it's not doing it like you're just wasting film. Well, I think I think it was done and I, I could be wrong, obviously, but I think it was done because. This is also one of those movies that if you were a kid and got to watch, because this is rated R. There's no way this isn't. I mean, it's almost probably NC-17, I, I would think, right? There's no way, because they say motherfucker and they say a lot of curses. So it's got to be R, right? I think so. It just says unrated, actually. Oh, okay. Then it has to be close. I mean, it has to be close to an NC-17 with, there's no like nudity or anything like that, but there is so no, much no, violence. It's, it's what? It's just graphic. Okay. So I think, like, imagine, imagine yourself as a kid getting a chance to watch a movie like that, especially if you're a young boy, to see a Skeletron with a buzzsaw, uh, like gun on him and like spiked armor. And then later on, what Turbo Kid gets, we haven't even talked about, or the kid uh, gets. When you see all this stuff, you're like, oh man, this kid is a superhero. Like, this is a badass cult movie kind of thing. Like, I think you'd especially like this more if you were younger and got away with seeing a movie like this. Because oh, yeah, that's the way. You're yeah. Grindhouse movie is what you're seeing. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. The, like the Grindhouse type of, of style. Yeah, for right. sure. Yeah, and that's. So they mixed a sci-fi thriller with a grindhouse type of feel and that's why they went over top with the gore i personally didn't find it because i mean and like i said i hate that torture porn bullshit but i didn't find that to be this and sure they could have had less people that get blown up and blood splatters everywhere like they could have done that less but but for me it didn't take away from the movie that's just it, though. As soon as it, after you see so much of that, I say you tune out because you're not going to show me anything new. You're not being inventive with this. Like, you're not, like, I, Tarantino is incredibly graphic, but every time something happens, it's something you haven't seen yet before in the movie. Like, it still makes the story go further and it gives you depth behind the character, why they do what they do. True. And you're not getting this from this. You're like, okay, it's going to be another fight scene. People are going to get their heads cut off, people are going to be blown up. Well, wow. we don't want to skip ahead, but you're telling me there wasn't something different done in the final fight scene? No. Okay, we're going to get to that, because I, I disagree full-heartedly with that. Predictable. <laughs> Completely predictable. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'd say that. We're going to have to, we're gonna have to talk about that when we get there. Fine. All right. Continue on. I don't even remember where we left off. Um, he's trying to hunt down Zeus because of his brother and he wants to find out why um, so he brings his band of whatever you want to call them and yes. he has to stop and take a piss yep uh, Frederick the cowboy has to stop and take a piss with all of his buddies and while they're pissing 
which I, I actually like that scene because he goes to take a piss and then like his second in command comes up right next to him and starts taking a piss in a wide open area. They're not in the bathroom. It's the wasteland. Like they can do whatever they want. And he just looks over and then he has to push him slowly over and get away from him. Which I appreciate because we tend to, in Boston, go to bars that like to have the urinals right next to each other with no bar and no nothing. And I've never understood that. Just like, get away. Like, over there. That's you. Come on, the southern throwback. Don't ever cross the streams. Come on. No, no, no. Very, very true. Very true. So, I think before that we also got a little flashback scene where we see... The kid as a even younger kid and his mother, and they show Skeletron's bike, like driving up, right. but they don't riding That's up, but they don't. They don't right. go further. It's just a beginning part of that. Right. Yeah. So then, so now you know, and you know, and the cowboy's being all cool as he's being taken because that's his badass character kind of thing. I mean, he's the he's the other like badass eighties guy. Crocodile Dundee. Crocodile Dundee or um, uh, Kurt Russell in Escape from whatever. I mean, Escape from LA, Escape yeah. from New York. Or, um, uh, he also has, because it, it is the cowboy, um, oh, I'm blanking on it. Uh, um, damn it. I'm sorry. I'm trying. I'm not on the same wavelength. No, I know. Um, 80s movies, westerns, um, Back to the Future, he makes a reference to him. What's his name? Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Yeah. There. Oh, okay. All right. I was see. I thought you were going like way cult movie, and I didn't know where you were going with that. All right. Yeah. Clint. Yeah. All the top eighties movies. You're going more cult. Yeah. Okay. Ah, grindhouse movies. We talked about. We're not talking about the grindhouse movie. We're talking about grindhouse as a genre, right? Right. So, uh, so yeah, he's badass. He gets captured. And then you you see uh, you see Apple and the kid getting to know each other better. And they're playing tag, and he's teaching her how to survive in the wasteland. And the question you have to ask is, well, why does she need help all of a sudden? I mean, she's probably around the same age. She's by herself. So you would think she would have learned this stuff already, or is something else going on? Yeah, I mean, but she's psychotic, so it doesn't surprise me at all. Like, you're annoying and psychotic. You're, you know, you're... Adorable. Adorable and willing to learn is what I'm going to say. Barbie on speed. <laughs> For anyone right, that didn't so, hear it, she, I mean, she knows how much really sticks there. So it's kind of like, you know, goldfish. You just... Kelly said Barbie on speed for anyone that didn't hear that. This damn Skype <laughs> sometimes, it really does do that little robotic, like, twinge. I know, it sucks. I don't know why, though. Is there a reason for it? No, I, no. Nope. Okay. I'll buy it. Yeah, I... I don't know why, because you don't hear it on my on your end when I'm talking, right? No, it'll skip. It'll pause you for a second, and I'm like, God damn it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. at least on the recording, it doesn't do yep. that. So that's that's fine. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah. Uh, so guys get captured. Uh, the kid and Apple are hanging out. So I guess we'll go with the cowboy first, because I think that's what happens first, is he wakes up, right? right. Or Yeah, so he wakes up. And he is captured by Zeus. And they basically set up another system where he's going to have to arm wrestle. This time he's going to have to arm wrestle Skeletron. And I didn't, I didn't mention this before, but I like Skeletron a lot. 
because he had to act. He's got the metal skeleton face with the crazy hair coming out the back, like Walter Goggins kind of hair. And he can't do any, he doesn't talk ever in the movie. So he has to act by like shrugging his shoulders or doing crazy eye stuff or like giving like a crick in the neck to kind of show that he's like mad or thinking or something. I, I thought he did a good job with that. Am I wrong? Am I looking too positive? Kelly, why am I looking so positive in these movies? It's called Ian Hates Movies, right? I don't know. It's because you picked the movies. That's why. I do. And I knew um, I was going to like this movie. His miming, his miming was actually pretty decent. Um, but I, it's just one of those like, cool, so Mad Max Fury Road. It's another one of these guys. And look, the symbol, remarkably close to that. Again. Yeah, I didn't want to use, I didn't want to use anyone else's words because it was said before. But basically, people have described this movie as a cult Mad Max with kids on bikes. Like, that's, that's Don't completely people, agree with that because they're yeah. both shit movies. Oh, Kelly. Jeez. Fury Road was a horrible movie. Is this, this, okay, so this movie, but with a big budget. Perfect. Is this Kelly Hates Movies now? Yes, or Ke- this or, is very much bitter Kelly. Or Kelly Loves Movies, I guess, since it's supposed to be the opposite. <laughs> See how that works out? Yeah. Uh, should we go into that conversation on whether or not Mad Max Fury Road sucks or not? Horrible movie. I don't like action horrible. movies. I, I'm not a fan. Uh, except the classics, like a Die Hard or something. You know, something like Last Action Hero, maybe. Like, something like that. But in general, especially anything made in the last, like, 20 years, I could give a shit less about. I was dragged to see Mad Max Fury Road, and I did not hate it. I didn't. Kelly, are you there? I think... Oh, okay. I couldn't tell if that was frozen based on just not believing me or frozen as in the Skype had frozen. Or frozen the Disney movie that you probably love the shit out of. Yeah, which is a horrible movie as well. Um, no, Mad Max Fury Road was a high-budget waste of time. It's three hours of runaway and, oh shit, never mind, let's go back. The whole point of that movie, which makes it a horrible movie. You don't care about really any of the characters. They don't really give you a great background. Wait, you don't There's care about Charlize Theron? Fuck no. Really? Are you sure? No. Don't care at all. You don't care about... And I like the hair. over the su- pregnant supermodel. I think that worked out real well. I'm like, I don't care about any of these bitches either. You don't no, care about Hairless care. Beast? <sighs> no? Yay Valhalla. <laughs> I just... I didn't hate it. I understand it's nominated for some Oscar, right? Uh, special effects, probably, or fucking makeup. I have no idea. I'm pretty sure it's it's best movie as well. Are you sure? Yep. Do you want to check that while I continue to talk about the movie? Yeah, talk about Terrible Accounts. <laughs> so they set up. They set up. They're back in Zeus's headquarters or whatever his evil lair. Uh, and they set up the arm wrestling thing, but now instead of a brand, there are blenders without the tops, so it's the blade. And then there's going to be fire shooting up for them as well. Now the fire doesn't work, so of course the bad guy starts beating up his assistant, which is always a classic. And they start to go at it, and Zeus, of course, you know, he's cocky, he knows he's going to get out of this, he starts punching everybody, um, and then he says he's going to you know, he's going to kill Zeus. And I wrote down the line because I thought it was a good line. He goes, 
you know, Zeus is like, oh, I can see everything you do and or my eyes see all or whatever. And he's like, from where I stand, I only see one. And then Skeletron jumps up and has his, his saw blade and completely chops off the cowboy's hand. And then there's the whole back and forth where Zeus ends up using the same line against him. And I thought that was well done. But there was a ton of blood shooting out of that hand. And I thought <laughs> I thought he was going to die right there. Uh, but apparently not. So now you know everyone's fucked. Zeus is pretty powerful uh, and not worried. Plus he's got Skeletron that's doing all of his dirty work. So, you know, everyone's there. They cut back to the kid and Apple. And he makes her a weapon. Uh, a gnome on a stick. And she loves it. She thinks it's the greatest thing ever. And unfortunately, at that time, she gets kidnapped by some weirdo guy in a net. Tells uh, tells the kid to run. He gets on his bike, pedals off. They have a little back and forth, a chase scene on the BMX bikes, which I thought was well done. Instead of using cars, they were on their BMX bikes. And he ends up falling into what almost seems like a spaceship or some high-tech Air, airplane slash whatever you want to call it. What would you call it? Um, I will say this. Um, just jumping back to the kidnapper. He's got this very interesting Mortal Kombat feel to him. It's almost a cheaper version of Raid meets. Yeah, Raid. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Raid meets Sub Zero is, is how that feels. But no, yeah, he falls into some sort of pod thing. It feels. Yeah, I can't really. It's a crash landed. It's a crash landed craft of some kind that's gone right. completely under the ground except for the opening there. Uh, right. Yeah, and there's a video playing basically saying that Turbo Rider, whoever's there, is their only hope, is the world's only hope. Obviously, that didn't work out because the pilot is dead, but it's Turbo Rider, basically. It has the same costume and the Turbo Boost, uh, what do you call it, power? It almost looked like a power glove from the old oh, Nintendo days. That is exact ripoff of a power glove thank you very much well i appreciate that that little beauty yeah so he suits up and uses the same old helmet though because the other one was kind of dented with a skull in it and all but he suits up he looks like part metroid with the power glove and he chases after apple and the guy that kidnapped her finds him and somehow and they have a little face-off and he realizes that his power glove shoots a ridiculously powerful blast of some type of energy, and it explodes people. Right? Right. So, right there, it's like everyone's fantasy. Like, who doesn't want a power glove that would do that? It's very Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Um, well, let's not let's go silly. I mean, it's just much better than a lightsaber. Eh, tomato, tomato. Ridiculous light-based weapons. <laughs> there you go. Yes, ridiculous light. Did you uh, did you have any luck finding the uh, the Oscar-nominated movies? I'm actually a little bit upset about this because I'm fucking oh. right, like I always am. Um, I believe you can suck it, but oh, you know what shit, else? Son. For best picture, yeah. I'm like, clearly nothing came out last well, year. Well, first apparently. of all, first of all, who gives a shit about the Oscars ever? Exactly, and, and especially the best part is the upper 
Oscar, but no one's nominated for the acting. How the fuck does that happen? So really, it's just pretty. Oh, it's Avatar all fucking over again. I can't Another stand. I can't stand movie. Avatar. Can't fucking horrible stand it. Movie. Yeah. No, I I completely agree with that. And people were really stupid for thinking it was good. Like I'll just if I want to watch that movie, I think I even made reference to this before. I'll just watch Fern Gully. Like I don't. Yeah. Dancing with the Wolves meets fucking, yeah, Fern Gully, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it was colorful and bright and all that shit, but you didn't get that awesome smog monster singing, so obviously <laughs> Fern Gully's better. Just saying. So, yes, yeah, so once again, I was right. Um, continuing that trend on the podcast, which is great. I mean, I will. I'm not going to lie. It actually kind of upsets me that you actually know what's going on with the Oscars. What the hell's up with that? Well, I know because I'm boycotting them because I'm not a racist. So. You know. <laughs> Good for you. Ah, thank you. Morals, that's what it is. That's like that, that sounded very similar to that South Park episode right there where everyone was driving the hybrid cars and they all got smug and loved the smell of their own farts. Do you see that one? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that was a good one. Okay, so we go so far off tangents. Uh, so he goes and the Raiden-esque... Uh, kidnapper, they have a stare down, and all of a sudden his arm goes out, and so does Turbo Kid, and his arm was going to explode out on a chain somehow, which I didn't understand why, but it was a cool effect enough, but obviously Turbo Kid was better and faster and blew the fuck out of him, so he's done. Uh, I believe the correct word for this would be fatality. Mortal fatality. So you should have done a badumch or something from that horrible, horrible joke. This is where we need the sound effects. It here. is true. I might have to look into a soundboard. That that might be that might be the best thing for this podcast. That's true. Awesome. <laughs> so it turns out that Apple is being held with the cowboy and uh, maybe a couple other random people in the Fight Club esque layer of Zeus. Um, it's the pool party. Yeah, Hello. it is. <laughs> It definitely is a, a pool that has no water in it and is very grimy. And all of his followers are watching. So it's very stupid Walking Dead season whatever where everyone's bored because it's post-apocalyptic. So what do you do? You get people to fight. Exactly. It's Fight Club. This is Gladiator. Fight to the death. We want to see some blood. Yep. So they're doing their cocky lines and everything. And what I did think was funny was they actually did try to put some backstory into things. Everyone wants water. That's that's the thing that's that they don't have in the wasteland. No one has guns, no one has cars, and no one has water, but water we all need. So how do you get it? So Zeus has built somehow a machine that grinds down bodies and makes water from them because we are 90 whatever percent water. So why right. would it not make sense that you could just grind everyone down and make water? So no wonder he's such an asshole. Like, he just wants to make water for everyone, right? This is the juicer is, I believe, what, what they're calling it, juicing. Um, it's just kind of a very interesting um, Brita filter, I guess is a good way. Um, it's very Soylent Green. I knew it. Oh, sorry. I thought we were just going to say that Brita water filters were made out of, like, human grinding or something. <laughs> I, it's a good thing they're not a sponsor of this podcast. Same with the Oscars, so too. Yeah. <laughs> so, I thought that was a good little twist, though. I thought that was good that 
he's not doing it for good because he takes the water and he like gouges people for it and everything. But at least they answered a question a little bit of why this actually makes sense a little bit that he kills so many people. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just one of those. And what else would you do with the body parts? Okay, here's a nice little knot we can tie off. It, it's not explained well to, to make it justifiable. It's just kind of like, oh, that's gross. Like, it's not... Well, they don't eat people. They didn't go there. Because that's worse. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I actually think wa- making water from people is worse. Yeah. I mean, well, that. yeah, that's just my opinion on it anyways. Anyway, so Fight Club. Fight Club. Uh, Turbo Kid, he's now, we just call him Turbo Kid now. So Turbo okay. Kid comes uh, comes out after the big speech from Zeus and says, like, let these people go or whatever. His, so she just wants Apple. He could care less about everybody else. Well, yeah, but, I mean, he figures he can be a hero. And Apple waves to him, like, really nicely from the pool because she's, as Kelly would say, annoying, even though I think, come on, she's happy to see her friend. Like, I don't think it's a bad thing. She's programmed to see her friend. You're ruining it. I think you might have mentioned it before, but I don't know if anyone picked up on it or not. Bishop reference, it's fine. We're about to come up on it anyways. So, yeah. Uh, It's a bug planet. Sorry. We should do Starship Troopers because I fucking love that movie. We should. No, I'll do that one. Yeah, that's a a fun fucking movie. Uh, All right, anyways. So, he gets, he, he tries to shoot Zeus. But his his power glove is recharging, so he gets thrown into the pool. And now you know the you know the cowboys making you know slide remarks and gets them together and is like, hey, you take that one, you take that one. They're getting ready for the fight, and this is where you see way more gore than you have so far, maybe. Right, it's the beginning of uh, the more massacre esque scenes. Yeah, and they fight, and Apple doesn't do too well. She does. Well, in the first place, she takes her gnome stick and starts beating on this guy. And then uh, the Turbo Kid fights with his machete. And the Australian guy, uh, Cowboy, does well. And blah, blah, blah. So the main point of this is, so you see some gore and everything. Then all of a sudden, uh, Zeus takes out a gun, which no one has had so far in the movie. Uh, not even his henchmen or anything. Like, takes out a gun and shoots uh, Apple. And now we're all we're all sad because we think Apple is dead, and Turbo Kid gets really fucking mad, and the Australian guy is also he's kind of indifferent, but he's like I'm the hero, so blah blah. blah. So it, this is when his power glove recharges, right? Right. Run around there. So he takes a shot. He kills one of the guys holding him, like this big ass guy, like blows him apart, and then tries to shoot again, and Apple jumps up and he kind of misses and makes a hole in everything so that they can escape basically right yeah pretty much so Read some version. yeah so then you find i mean we don't have to do blow by blow and everything like that it's you know it's a fight scene so obviously zeus is pissed but what i was surprised was he doesn't want the power glove he's not surprised by the power glove he just wants them dead Right. Yeah. So he sends his guys after them. So while they're out, uh, you find out that Apple, spoiler alert, is a robot. She's a companion robot. So she's okay. But she's okay, but she's only got a certain amount of hearts left. So 
we're hoping that nothing bad happens to her again. Power generator generator has been injured by the shot, so she's slowly losing power and can't regenerate. So there's a new problem, and now the, the time clock comes into it, and the fact that they need to find some sort of replacement part for her, or she will power down forever. Yes, so I am sad to hear that. So they go looking around, and they find Bagu, and he's the guy from before who kind of... You know, he gave out the rations and everything. He is a scavenger as well, so he's just carrying a shitload of junk with him because he knows that Zeus is really pissed off at someone and he needs to get the fuck out of there because Zeus is on a warpath. Right, shit's going down. Yeah, and they tell him, you know, Apple tells him, oh, that was us. And he's like, what? You need to get out of here. Like, you need to leave. Don't, you know, don't look back. Uh, And tells them about the robot graveyard where he can possibly, where the kid can possibly fix up Apple. Right. Yeah. So, what are we, they right now, their- yeah, the cowboy's gone. We don't know what his, what his deal right. is. They separate for whatever reason. And then I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they go into the flashback to his parents, right? Oh, we skipped over some stuff. What happened we was the cowboy did. saves him. No, 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 no. no, no. Ah, you're skipping. You're skipping ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. So that's the flashback is after that part, though. Oh, it's it is after that part. Okay. Well, then basically, so what it what then happens uh, after the guys leave Bagu is that they cut back to Bagu after that, and Skeletron um, is there with his goons, and they are chasing after him, and they capture him. So right. then. You go back to the kid, and they're around. They're around a fire, and they're just talking shit, you know, and just like learning about each other. And I think it's the first or second time that they almost kiss. So we didn't talk about the first time, maybe. Second time. Second time. Yeah. So you know he's kind of got a crush on her, and even though she's a robot, she Damn probably bot. has a crush on him. You know, you know how it is being a robot and stuff. You know. Fembot. Yeah, fem- yeah, Fembot, yes. So after this touching moment where they don't actually end up kissing, they cut to Bagu, and unfortunately, he's in a very bad situation. It turns out that Zeus has captured him, and they've got his intestines attached to a bike. And Yeah, yeah. size bike. Yep, and they want to know where the kid and Apple are. And he doesn't want to tell them. But then looks down and sees that his intestines are on the bike, and Skeletron is about to bike, but in so then he tells where they are. And I was like, dude, your intestines are already out. Like, you're not surviving this, so why would you tell, why would you narc? Uh, but he did. I guess he was just afraid. But that's the way that character's set up. Like, you're expecting that to happen. But he did play a very good guy for that whole time, for those few scenes. Yeah, but it's a, you're a casualty. It's, it's always been set up that way. You've yeah. always kind of assumed. He's a red shirt. I mean, that's... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, he tells him, and Zeus is a little bit annoyed, because he's like, hey, this fucking contraption took me a long time to set up. Like, you were supposed to, you know, play along a little bit, yeah. and, you know... There's some sort of torture here, but you... know. Yeah, yeah. So... You know, Bagu had already told him, but he says, fuck it anyway, sorry, you understand. And Skeletron starts doing the bike, and all of his guts get ripped out and go around the bike. Ew. And, you know, yeah. Ew. 
Ew. Yes. Ew is an appropriate, inappropriate way to say that. Yes. So, where are we on the next part here? Oh, Come yeah. Come back up no. to the Turbo Kid and Apple. They actually get to what is um, lovingly referred to as the, um, it's the graveyard, but it's the robotic graveyard. Yep. And Skeletron is is chasing them with a couple goons. Uh, Turbo Kid is able to take out the goons, but misses uh, Skeletron, and he cuts off Apple's head with his awesome buzzsaw, buzzsaw gun thing that he's got. Right. And that's sad because then uh, the kid goes ahead and jumps up to catch the head and falls into the robot graveyard that also has like a bunch of smog and like radioactive waste apparently. Yeah, whatever it is, some sort of like green haze. Yeah. And it makes him sick when he's down there. So he drops the he drops the uh, power glove and carries her to where the robot parts are, puts her head on another robot's body and duct tapes it and then duct tape. pa- Yeah, and then passes out. Yeah, duct tape was used a lot in this movie and I think it's just supposed to be like oh well what do you expect to survive uh, apocalypse right. yeah it's the, the fix all absolutely yeah so he passes out and was that when the flashback happens the flashback is okay so in the flashback they set up how why he's alone which is basically had a mother and father who had water who had apparently a good system for water and Zeus shows up with Skeletron and they're having none of it because he's like, this is my area, and you shouldn't have water, and blah, blah. So the father gets uh, beat up a little bit, almost drowned. And then the mother has a crossbow, and she realizes they're all fucked anyways. So she she shoots Zeus in the face, and it hits his eye, which hence is why he has an eye patch now. And Skeletron just like slices and dices her, and same with her husband, and they have the ability to kill the kid, but he runs away and gets, you know. So it's, it, that's a classic 80s type revenge thing as well. Story, yeah. yeah. But I'm going to stop you right there. I, I will say this. That particular scene was probably one of my favorites only because of the costumes. I loved the mom was very um, Leia Organa, uh, Empire Strikes Back, cold scene. And dad was definitely a little Crash Bandicoot for me. Yes. Yeah, I can see that. Very yep. So yeah, and I like I like the idea of them fighting back. I felt like the dad was punked out a little bit, but yeah, well, at, yeah. At least the mom got at least the mom got off some shots, so that was good. And then yeah, so basically the kid saw both of his parents slaughtered pretty mercilessly in front of his eyes, uh, but never did anything about it because what could he do? He was very very young, right? And they didn't expect him to survive anyways, but he did. For, for all those years. So now he's back, blah, blah. So he wakes up, and he's on the Come back of the cowboy's life. bike or whatever. Right. Right. And, you know, he asks for Apple, and and the cowboy's like, no, sorry, mate. You know, I don't, yeah, not going to make it. He didn't make it or however that turned out. Yeah. But it turns out he has a bomb with him, and he is going to meet up with the Birdman guy, that he had the arm wrestling competition with at the beginning, and they're oh, gonna take right. on Zeus. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. So sounds like a good plan to me. 
I mean, what else? You know, it's the initial final epic battle scene, however you want to put it, um, where you have all these characters put together and they're all going to battle each other to the death. Blah 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 blah. Oh, Kelly, come on now. Where'd Uh, your sense of adventure go? Um, well, I've already seen this scene at least three times so far in this movie, so could probably fast forward through most of it. Well, let's let's not forget that the cowboy has built himself a nice robotic arm. He was in. It's very RoboCop. Oh yeah, for sure. RoboCop. Yeah, but it's great. I mean, this is classic, random. I mean, this is what it like Grindhouse when they made the leg for the chick. Uh, what was her name? Oh, I don't remember. Uh, It was such a. Yeah, it was a fun name. But yeah, basically it made it like a shotgun leg or whatever the fuck. Um, so basically that's that's what he does with his arm. He makes this cool robotic arm for himself. He's got a bomb. Uh, the kid has his machete. He doesn't have his power glove anymore. So they're ready to fight. They're just like, fuck it. So Zeus has his henchmen. He's got all of his guys around him. They're going to have this end of the world fight, basically. And... Uh, the cowboy goes back, sets the alarm on the ti- or sets the timer on the bomb, and is basically like, "Hey, we're just gonna go out fighting," you know, that kind of thing. And right. like you said, the fight scene was relatively predictable. You said, but are you telling me? So this is what I was waiting for. Are you telling me that it was predictable that when Turbo Kids shot people and they exploded, that sometimes half their bodies would go up in the air and then come down and lodge themselves on people so that they couldn't see? That's not predictable. No, that's stupid. Well, I didn't say didn't say that. I was talking about being predictable. You had said that the fight scenes were scenes that were the same thing over and over again. Well, yeah. Okay, so cool. You give me another cheesy thing. And it's not the first time I've seen that. I've seen that in other movies. Like, really? And you're trying to Name go for cheap, but it's just graphic. Name those movies. Uh, uh, the, the Soldiers one. What the hell is that called? Um, uh... Toy soldiers, the 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 little animatronic war fighting ones with uh, small soldiers. Small soldiers, small soldiers does it. Um, that doesn't count. That's not real. This is real <laughs> life. This is real. This is real life. This is what our future past is going to be. No, that didn't work. I thought my acting was pretty good on that one. No. All right. Anyways. I, I did enjoy the unicorn in the scene. I'll give you that. Ah uh, yes. Well, so Apple turns out to not be dead. She was just like in hibernation mode. And she picks up the power glove and picks up a half of a unicorn. And while one in one part of the scene when the kid is getting beat to death, basically, um, because he is only a kid, like there's only so much he's going to be able to do against these thugs. Uh, Apple shows up running at, or sorry, uh, biking at full speed and impales the chick who's beating on uh, on the kid with the unicorn. And that right. was pretty good. Yep. She gives right. him the power glove. Now it seems like everything's going their way. And he takes the power glove and fires it at Zeus. <clears throat> but instead of exploding him, it kind of like does a major electric tase on him. Yeah, it's a stun gun. Apparently. Yeah, like a huge one kind of thing. And then he starts exploding people. Uh, with the with the hand, so, I mean, that was you know that's predictable. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, you know, the, so okay, so you knocked out all the the baddies that had no lines anyway. So you knock out all the red shirts. So who do you have left? You have Skeletron. Uh, 
Skeletron, you still technically have Zeus because he didn't explode. And then you're left with the Cowboy, Apple, and Turbo Kid. Yes. And now the Skeletron goes after, he first goes after the Cowboy. And they have a little, they have a little fight there. And then while that's happening, I believe, if not, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't Zeus shoot the cowboy? Zeus yes. shoots, yeah. Zeus back up and shoots the cowboy. Yep, he shoots the cowboy, and then Skeletron goes after. Skeletron goes after Apple. Am I right on that one? Yeah, Skeletron right, goes. This is, that's the scene because you get rid of Skeletron before we we deal with Zeus. It's really. Say that again. You uh, you faded out there. All right, you're so, real, you're really so fading. yeah. The way that the lineup is, is they they take out Skeletron before better. No, uh, I'll do it. So yeah, that was like three in a row. Uh, so Skele- Skeletron goes after Apple, um, and Apple basically tells him she loves everybody, but he's a dick, uh, and Turbo Kid can't fire his. Uh, his power glove at him because it's basically out again so it needs to recharge so he runs at Skeletron with a umbrella and impales him with it and he's about to get slashed in the throat but then opens the umbrella and spews all parts of Skeletron all over but since the umbrella is open it leaves a perfect uh, blockage for him and Apple, while blood is showering down around them, to have a very romantic kiss. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> I can see you giggling <laughs> over that. Because yeah. it's horrible. No, it's very romantic. Oh. Kelly, yes. Valentine's Day is coming up in two oh, weeks. Is what it is. Lovely. <laughs> horrible. Anyway. So I thought Zoom- that is cult movie greatness. So you you know the bad guy isn't dead yet though. So because he wasn't exploded, you're like, what the fuck? Why didn't he explode into big ass pieces and blood and guts like everyone else did when Turbo Kid shot them? Well, it turns out that Zeus is also a fucking robot. So yeah, yep. So he's a robot and he's a dick, and. He gets he's up. A corporate lawyer, which is even better. Yeah, corporate he was. A, yeah, he was Yay. a corporate assistant to a lawyer, right, or something like that. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Whatever. So, yeah, he was. You know, he was mad that his boss told him he was just a robot and he couldn't do anything without him or whatever, and he did. So now he's a dick. So he gets up and they have a final like face off, and uh, Turbo Kid gets his blast off. Finally, the the um. It gets recharged. His um, power glove. Sorry, I can't mixing my words up now. It's been a it's been a little bit. So I think this is like the third podcast of the week for me right now. Jeez, no excuses, excuses. Suck it up. Come I, on, we're almost. I know, I know, I know. So Zeus, uh, Zeus, and they have their final. So right, it's it's Zeus, Apple, and Turbo Kid, and Zeus powers up this weird charge from his mouth. Yeah, Dragon Ball Z's ass, however the fuck that works out. Yeah, it's like a, a spirit ball almost. Yeah, yeah a little a, bit. A spirit ball that almost goes into Kamehameha, and when that charge hits them, what were you 
Were you thinking I wasn't going to drop a Kamehameha no, reference? No, it was coming. <laughs> so one of the greatest moves in all of history, by the way. So uh, that charge that comes out and hits Apple and Turbo Kid recharges the power glove. So he hits not only the bomb that has rolled under the bomb that basically almost like a nuclear bomb that's rolled under Zeus. He also hits him with the power glove blast too so it hits both so there's a big explosion but before that explosion goes off apple shields turbo kid yeah right yeah so once again another great sacrifice nice romantic moment that mm. kelly doesn't what care about do. <laughs> well then i have to do the sappy parts by myself then because they had talked earlier around the campfire about how turbo kid's mom had said that the stars in the sky are for the dead. And right. as she is dying, because obviously she got the fuck kicked out of her by that nuclear blast or whatever that blast was. As she's dying, she says, you can find me in the stars or in the sky. Right. Yeah, you can oh, find me in the stars. Oh. Come on, that's nice. I'll always be there for you. Yeah, see? I mean, I think they seamlessly worked in a great love story between man and robot. Uh, not unlike the movie Her. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to throw Tomorrowland into this particular mix. Oh, jeez. That was so creepy. He wanted to have sex with that little girl robot. Like that, They grew up together. That grown man wanted to have sex with that little girl robot. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, it's just the way it is. This is the way it is. It was so awesome. Anyway. Ugh. Ugh. Anyways. Yep. Yes. You want mushy parts, really? Come on. I had no feeling or emotion towards that movie except get George Clooney away from that little girl robot. That was the only thing I was thinking in my head the whole time. Anyways, there is a very touching scene with the kid and Apple as she passes away. And then it cuts to uh, he dug her a grave back in the playground where they first met. The cowboy is there. It turns out that when that bomb blast went off, a water source was found. And that was like the first one in forever. So now hundreds upon possibly thousands of people will be saved because of that water source. And the cowboy says, you know, hey, you can stay here. But because Apple came from across the wasteland, he's ready to leave his bunker and go travel. So, Uh yeah. Slide off in the sunset. Cue 80s music and credits. And yeah, and that's... (laughs) I look and what I actually thought was do you think naming do you think naming um the robot Apple was a homage to Apple computers? I think they were making fun of uh Glennis Paltrow and her naming her kids Apple cuz it's a stupid name and she's also an annoying blonde. What the kid? Apple is annoying. <laughs> You're such a jerk. I don't. I don't know. I don't know like famous people stuff. I have no idea. No. Yeah. It probably is a throat to Apple, yeah, computer. to Apple computer. We'll see. Let's see how people well, maybe, respond. To I bet you there was a computer named Zeus too, because that sounds like a perfect '80s computer name. Oh yeah, some sort of data point or whatever. Yeah, something like that. So horrible disks. Yeah. Well, look. I think we did make it through the movie. So I would say that I would recommend this movie as long as you know what you're getting into. Like, I knew as soon as I heard 
what the synopsis of this movie was, I knew I was going to like it no matter what. There, there wasn't going to be anything that was going to change for me anyways. But Kelly did not do her research, her show prep, apparently. No, that's absolute bullshit. I did, and I'm thinking to myself, well, hopefully it's like a Mad Max Thunderdome meets, like, Tron. Nope. Not even close to that. So, Kelly, I'm guessing that you would not recommend this movie? No. It's one of those. It's not my. It's not my thing. Um, I. I wouldn't even throw it into. It's not even. I wouldn't even put sci-fi fantasy into it. Really, like it's. It's a grindhouse movie set in the eighties with random technology, but it's not even good technology. Like it's not a sci-fi for me. They didn't do enough with it. I see it. I see it as an adventure thriller with sci-fi in it. I don't know. That's what I. It's a cult movie. Like it's not gonna. They didn't get wide okay. release. Shocking. Um, Go ahead. No, yeah. Uh, It's one of those, an adventure for me is you got to take me someplace. You shooting around a quarry doesn't take me anywhere. Uh, It's post-apocalyptic 1997. It's a quarry in a pool in someone's backyard. And a machine that grinds people down into water. Yeah. Anyway, I liked it. I would like to recommend it to people who know what they're getting into. Kelly would not recommend it. Uh, I wish I had a catchphrase for this. I think I, <clears throat> I think I have to think about it because people don't get the gimmick of the Ian hates thing. So I can't say Ian. The catchphrase. Is the catchphrase of this movie and that's what the catchphrase is to this particular movie. Man bubble. We're gonna have to uh, work on your Skype connection because you are cutting out all over the place. Yeah, sorry. Your your great line did not go out to the masses. I, I hate to tell you that. Man bubble. Wait, the Jake Gyllenhaal movie? That one? I'm um, I'm I'm sorry. I I believe we're we're quoting from inside this particular gem. Okay. You're inside my man bubble. Yes, we did not we did not talk about some. Of, well, I wanted there to still be surprises in the movie. Yeah, horrible one-liners. Actually, I have that written down right here. Horrible one-liners. And Ian will counter that point with saying, "Very good one-liners." Horrible. No. Anyway, we can review Bubble Boy if you want. No, if I'm reviewing any Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> movie, it's gonna be Donnie Darko. Like, there's no, there's no doubt about that. But I think I do because I've been on a streak now where I've done w- three movies that I actually like. It's I gotta change things up because I think people are expecting, like. Because and we both know you're gonna enjoy Deadpool, so I think it's time for either we gotta do some Twilight or something horrible like that. Yeah, I think. Well, I want to get paid for that one, so I have to talk to the people <laughs> that were supposed to pay me for that, uh, because I'm not watching that for free. But I think it might be a good time, and even though I don't have them, because why would I ever purchase ship movies like this? Um, I do want to do like Forrest Gump and Inception, like because I hate those movies. Like they are to me, and I have so many reasons why those movies are terrible, and I don't know why people like them. So I have theories that I like to express in podcast form. So I might do that at some point. I think we need to get back to some movies that I actually don't enjoy. 
Alright, I think Gump is on Netflix. I don't think Inception is. Yeah, I don't own either one of those either. So wow. we we'll have to look at wow. I actually put the the song that I got for the intro and outro of this podcast has like part of that. And the reason yeah. I did it on purpose because I hate it so much. <laughs> Inception ruined trailers for forever and made really dumb mediocre people think that they were smart and that's just wrong it's just completely wrong so we're gonna have to talk about that at some point i would also and i know this go ahead yeah nope can you hear me yep i got you okay i would also like to do the movie that pisses people off very very much when i tell them it's not a good movie i would like to do uh Batman the Dark Knight. Oh, thank you. I hate that movie, too. You and I actually, are the only ones. This movie out of my mind, I actually had to put on a Batman movie. And to tell you how bad this movie actually was, it was a Val Kilmer Batman movie. Whoa. That's how bad it is. That is, yeah, that's bad. But I'll tell no, you, though, right now, we're going to be getting so much hate. Like, if anyone made it to the end of this one, like, <laughs> we are going to get so much hate mail. Like there's no like there's no tomorrow. I have I have been stopped in bars when I talk about this, and they're like, "How can you hate that movie?" And just one of the things is it's fucking three and a half hours long, and the only Ugh. good part of it is only in it for like eleven minutes. Heath Ledger's right. only in that movie for like eleven fucking minutes. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know what people they go, but Heath Ledger was the best Joker. And I go, you know how long that movie was and how little he was in it, right? Like he didn't he pass away during the movie. No, he passed away before the premiere. He finished rapping. Oh, up. okay. Well, then they should have put him he in for fucking more time. I don't know shit. Yeah, because that was literally the only good part about that movie. The rest of it's garbage. And the third one's even worse. I remember seeing the third one on Redbox because I refused to go see it in the theater. And I was, I was laughing out loud the entire movie. Like that twist ending, who gave a shit? Because you didn't even know who that character's name was. Like, no one cared. I don't even think Batman was surprised. It's just ridiculous. So, anyways. So, there are, Excuse me. Uh, I will still have bronchitis for probably the next six fucking weeks. Awesome. Yep. But, uh, I think, yeah. I think what we have to do is... There's got to be some movie... Some movie that I know I dislike that other people really like. That's what we got to do the next one on. And then... The one after that, the one before Valentine's Day, has to definitely be some type of Valentine's Day themed, like, terrible romantic comedy or some bullshit. Well, you gotta go with the themes. Say what? There's plenty of those. That's not too hard. Yeah. Um, And I'm gonna leave this to your listeners. I thought of um, two different movies that I'd love to make you review (laughs) in honor of this particular review. People put it up to a vote. Would we drag him to um, The Secret Life of Pets or Disney's Zootopia? Ooh. I don't know know either of those movies. I will post both of the trailers on your wall. Yay! Oh, no. Oh, it's magical. Well... Oh, I can't even. I don't even know what to say to that. That sounds yeah. awful. Like no, yeah, you're gonna hate both of them. But so. this is the thing. Like it has to be there. There has to be a movie that I can get through where, like, you've noticed we could easily do the ridiculous six or that Grease Live bullshit. 
but we can't make it through it because the only thing we'd be saying the whole time is fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. How did this get made? Like, why, why do people like this shit? Like, on my Facebook wall, people, like, liked Greece. How is that possible? It, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, that's the kind of thing. And it's not like an angry thing. It's more of a, I'm, I'm completely sh- shocked and awed by how anyone can be on such a completely different wavelength. But these movies, these things get made. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, how? but I just, I don't get it. I just don't get it. So, anyways. So, we don't do movies like that. So, it's got to be a movie that I can get through that has some comedic ability. <laughs> I will give you this. I can give you the list of both the, the people who are doing the, the character things in both these movies. They're actually really big stand-up comedians doing voices in both these movies. Louis C.K. is in Secret Life of Pets. But they didn't write it, though. They didn't write their parts. It's, they're both shot where it's going to be like, it's like Shrek. It's that nod to like, hey, I know that you, you drag your, you know, you have to bring your kids to this. But there's going to be enough adult content in here where you can be like, okay, I don't have to drink through the entire movie. Hmm. We'll see. It'll be fun. I don't know, Kelly. We're, we're adults. Like, I, I want people to at least know that. We're, we are adults. So why would I go see a, why would, like, I talked about Never Ending Story two podcasts ago because that's a great fucking movie no matter what age you are but why would I go see a children's movie because you made me watch this movie (laughs) I think you volunteered plus you made me watch Star Wars and you know how much I hate Star Wars so that's like you you owe me for years you owe me for years for years just I, I I'm scarred I am scarred from having to watch that piece of garbage. Mm-hmm. So I can see it. now it's you're. Of... <laughs> I'm adding to it. It's gonna be worse. Okay, so I mean, we could pull out all the stops if you want. I mean, we could definitely. I would love to do uh, Superman versus Batman because that's gonna be just a shit show too. I, I am already doing that. I actually have. That's actually <laughs> a planned thing that I have someone who we're going to see it and then we're doing the podcast afterwards. We've had it planned for a year and a half now. Cool. I'll it, let you guys know how the premiere goes. Oh, what? Wait, well, mm-hmm. wait, I need to go to the premiere so then I can do the podcast earlier. The way that we get you to the premiere is we actually have to do promotional material for you, too. I don't know. That doesn't make yeah. any sense. No, I, what, Twitter, about that isn't, Twitter, isn't Twitter promotional? It's more than that. I don't know. Turbo Kid is following us. Turbo Kid and Turbo Kid and Epic Studios both liked my tweet, and they're all excited to hear this until they hear what you had to say. <laughs> That's what I'm guessing. <laughs> hey, devil's advocate. And plus, you know, we're we're trying to get. Let's see what we can get going here. And uh, I'd like to, be able to push this a little further. By anyway, the, let's talk about this stuff after podcast. Yes. We've done this for an hour and a half well, now, Mr. Ian. By, I actually have some people on call back. Oh, geez. Well, let me just say this. I would also do The Devil's Advocate because that's a badass fucking movie. Oh, no, we're going to do Keanu, Keanu Reeves, period. Yes. There's so much shit I want to cover with him. All right. Well, here. You you go first. You go with your plugs. All right. So you can find me on Instagram at nerdygirlivy. You can also reach me at nerdygirl.ivy at Gmail for any questions, comments, concerns. Um, and I'm Kelly. There you go. And I am Ian, and you can follow me on Twitter at Ian Hates Podcast. 
It is not Ian Hates Podcasts with an S because I don't hate podcasts. I hate movies and music. So it's <laughs> at Ian Hates Podcast. Uh, and then you can email at uh, Ian Hates at gmail.com. And you can find me on Facebook, Ian Hates. And if you like the show, you can rate it on Twitter. That's uh, a Twitter. You probably can rate it on Twitter. But then you can also rate it on iTunes and Stitcher because those are the two places you can find us. Also, Pocket Cast as well. And yeah, if you like the show, please let me know. Also, go ahead, email, tweet, do whatever for uh, recommendations or movies that you like, uh, anything like that. And I will have the Ian Hates Music uh, next episode tomorrow as well, where Craig and I talk about our second part of our favorite albums of all time from the Screamo, hard rock, post-hardcore, metal version of music. And I have like two other podcasts too, but I'm not even going to go through that right now. It's just too many plugs and stuff. So just remember, at Ian Hates Podcast, ianhates at gmail.com, and then just look up Ian Hates on iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, all that stuff. So once again, thank you very much, Kelly. Do you have any last things you want to say to people? Uh, no, I'm good. And I will end the way I always do with long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>